Far dearer than all that the world can impart Was the message that came to my heart How that Jesus alone for my sin did atone And Calvary covers it all Calvary covers it all My past with its sin and stain My guilt and despair Jesus took on him there And Calvary covers it all The stripes that he bore And the thorns that Told his mercy and love evermore My heart bowed in shame As I called on his name And Calvary covers it all How matchless the grace When I looked in the face Of Jesus, my crucified Lord My redemption complete As I found at His feet And Calvary covers it all Calvary covers it all My past with its sin and stain My guilt and despair Jesus took on Him there And Calvary covers it all Oh, have one turn to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And uh, we're going to look at some verses there on salvation. Acts chapter 16. Now, how many of you here do not know me? Let me see your hand if you don't know me. Wow. Man. All right. Well, my name is Darcel McCoy and I live in Indiana and uh, over on the other side of Chicago, and and I have four children, and uh, and a wife, and we 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 live out in the country, and we attend the Fairhaven Baptist Church in Chesterton, Indiana, and so I've I've been here many times. So uh, if you kids don't know me, maybe I, I'm not. Uh, I I've, I've, I think I've been in the Spanish service maybe once or twice. I never preached in the Spanish service or anything like that. But I've been here other, otherwise on Sunday mornings and things many times. So many of you young people may, may have recently started coming or been coming within the last year or whatever. But I'm glad to be here with you this morning. I'm glad Pastor Hoover asked me to come. 
And I'm going to preach to you this morning about salvation, and I'm going to talk to you about a man. Now, son, we're not going to talk in the service. The only one that's going to talk is me. That's the only one that's going to talk right now, okay? You listen. You're here to listen. I'm here to talk. So that'll work out good. You do your part. I do my part. All right. Acts chapter 16. Let's pray, and let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. And, Father, we pray that you'll speak to us. And, God, I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody here this morning that's not saved, God, that they'll get it settled, that they'll get it taken care of, God. So please help us. And I pray, Lord, that you would have your way. And, God, I pray for your power and that you would empower this message, God, and use it for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. In Acts chapter 16 and verse number 25, the Bible says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and uh, seeing the And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And uh, they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. As I read that passage of Scripture... We see here a man. Now, y'all listening over there, or y'all going to talk, or y'all going to listen to me talk? Okay. Appreciate that. It's just rude to talk while somebody else is talking. I mean, it's just rude. So please don't do that. It's distracting, too. I can't think because I'm wondering what you're talking about. If y'all want to get up here and talk for 20 minutes, you, you come up here and I'll listen to you, and I won't talk. All right? Then that works out pretty good. Okay. Now, as we, as we look at this passage of Scripture, again, we see a man who got saved. God changed his life in a miraculous way. Well, I look back on my life, and, and, and uh, 25 years ago, I got saved. I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. And if you're here this morning and, and Jesus Christ has saved you, listen, he has also changed you. He has changed your life. And, and as I thought about this service this morning, I thought about this jailer and, 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 and how he got saved and all that God did in his life. And, and, and I wanted to really share that with you this morning because I'm concerned that, that there may be some of you that are here that are not saved. Oh, you come to the church and, and you enjoy coming to the church, and that's good. You ought to come to the church. Boy, it's good to come to church. I, I, I wish that every person came to church. But young people, listen to me, coming to church 
will not get you to heaven. Coming to church will not, uh, in, in other words, you're not saved just because you come to church. In other words, if, if you were to die right now and you're not saved, you're not going to go to heaven just because you're in church. The Bible says we must be born again. We must be saved just like this jailer got saved. And I want to talk about his salvation experience this morning because I, I, I really believe that, 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 that there's important, some important things that we need to know about salvation. And the first thing that I want us to see is that this man was concerned about his soul. He was concerned about his soul. Notice what the Bible says in verse 30. The Bible says that he says, and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? Listen to me, young people. There's a lot of people today that are concerned about a lot of things, but not many people are concerned about their soul. And people are concerned about money. But you know, this, this, rich, this, this jailer didn't say, what must I do to be rich? You see, riches will do nothing for, 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 for your eternal salvation. Or you can buy a, 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 you know, a car, you can buy a house, but listen, you cannot buy salvation. You cannot buy heaven. And so this man was not concerned with riches. He said, listen, what must I do to be saved? He had a concern for his soul. Listen, he wasn't concerned with being popular. Well, I see so many young people and, and, and so many adults as far as that's concerned. Well, all they're concerned about is what people think of them. Man, they want to be popular. Boy, they want to have all the friends. Man, they want people to gather around them and all that kind of thing. But listen, this man didn't say, what must I do to be popular? What must I do to be a big shot? He said, what must I do to be saved? He was concerned, young people, about his eternal salvation. You know, every one of us ought to be concerned about our eternal salvation. Listen to me. When you die, when you leave this world, you're going to spend eternity somewhere. You're going to spend eternity, young people, in either heaven with God or in hell with the devil and, and all those that follow him. Boy, we need to be concerned about that. Now, you know, the problem is, is that none of us thinks we're ever going to die. Well, we think we're just going to live on and live on and live on and live on. But you know what? You don't have to be an old person to die. You don't have to be a sick person to die. Man, you can get hit by a car. You can get uh, hit by some stray bullet. You, it, 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 listen, I'm saying anything can happen. And, and listen, uh, boy, you're here one moment and you're in eternity the next moment. Many times there's no warnings. There, there, there's no one that comes to you and says, Hey, hey now, in about three days you're going to die. No death comes suddenly in most cases. And the sad thing is that most people are not prepared. Most people are not prepared to stand before God. And this man in this passage of Scripture... Listen, young people, he got concerned for his soul. 
And that's the thing that I want you to do this morning. I want you to get a concern for your soul. I want you to get a a, a concern for where you're going to spend eternity like this man did. He asked the question, young people, what must I do to be saved? You see? To be saved. That's the most important question that anyone can ask. That's the most important thing that anybody can be concerned about is being saved. Having salvation like the Bible says. And so we see in verse 30 that this man had a concern for his soul. And he asked the question, what must I do to be saved? But we see secondly that that they gave him the right answer. For in verse 31, the Bible says, And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Boy, that is so important, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in order to have salvation. Listen to me, young people. Church is great, but church doesn't save anybody. Listen, being good is, is great, but, but listen, being good does not save anybody. They didn't say to this man, just do good works and you'll be saved. They didn't say to this man, listen, just join the church and you'll be saved. They didn't say to this man, just get baptized or just get confirmed and you'll be saved. They said to him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Now, now you might ask the question, now, 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 why did they tell him that? Well, listen, because salvation is only through Jesus Christ. Salvation is not through man. Salvation is not through religion. Salvation is not through uh, uh, good works or, or anything like that. Th- uh, salvation is through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Savior. He is the one who died on the cross for our sins. He is the one who shed his blood so that you and I could be saved. And so they told this man, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And listen, that's the thing that I want to tell you this morning. Get concerned about your soul. Man, have a desire for salvation. But listen, but in order to be saved, you must believe on him who died for you. We sung that song a little earlier that's based on John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, what, believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Listen, God loves each of us very much. And he loves us so much, listen to me, that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. He shed his blood on that cross, young people, so that we could have eternal salvation. You know, over in the book of John and and chapter 3, and uh, and, uh, of course we know that verse in in, uh, John 3 and verse 16, but before that verse, there, there, there's a verse that uh, I think is, is, is very powerful. In verse 14, it says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, Jesus is relating a... a, a a story, something that happened in the Old Testament. 
the Israelites, who were God's people, had sinned against God. They murmured against God, and, and God was very displeased with them. And so in order to punish them, God sent what the Bible calls fiery serpents or poisonous snakes among them. And, and everywhere they went, boy, in, in their bedroom, in the kitchen, uh, uh, when they, uh, outside in the yard, everywhere, man, they, they were crawling around these poisonous snakes. And boy, people were getting bit and, 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 uh, and, and, and dying by the hundreds and by the thousands from these poisonous snakes. That was judgment for their sin. But you know, God is a merciful God, people. God, listen, even though a, a God must punish our sin, yet God is a merciful God. So in the midst of this judgment, God was merciful. And God called Moses and said to Moses, I want you to make a brass snake, a brass serpent, and put it up on a pole. And I want you to go through all of the people of Israel and everyone that looks up at that brass snake on the pole will live. And he did that. And as he passed through those hundreds and thousands of people, there were some that says, yes, I believe it. And, 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 and they looked up. And when they looked up, they lived. But do you know, young people, that there were some people that didn't even have enough faith in God to look up to that pole. And, and you know what happened to them? They died. You see, it wasn't the, 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 the brass snake on the pole that saved them. It was having enough faith to believe God that saved them. And those that were saved, listen, were saved by just looking. By just looking. Now listen to me, that is a picture of faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He hung there. He bled, you see, on that old rugged cross. And the Bible says that all who look to Jesus will live. And those who do not will perish in hell forever and ever. You see, there's life for a look to Jesus. Look and live, the song says. Look and live, my brother, live. You see, if we'll only look to Jesus in faith, young people, we will have salvation. But you see, to look to Jesus means we must look away from everything else. You see, to look to Jesus means that I must look away from church membership. I must look away from baptism. I must look away from good works. I must look away from anything that I can do and look only to Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now listen, he said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, he's the only way. Not just one way, not just the best way. He's the only way, only through Jesus Christ. And so we see a man here that was concerned for his soul. And he asked the question, what must I do to be saved? And we see that he got the right answer. Believe. Listen, young people, believe. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And then the last thing I want us to see is that his life was totally changed as a result. His life was totally changed. You know, I'm concerned. Listen to me. All of you sit up straight. Get your head up. 
know you, some of you guys are sleepy. I got up at 5 o'clock this morning and drove here from Indiana, so nobody could be sleepier than I am, man. I'm, I'm tired, but, and I'm old, so, you know, so I got an excuse. But, but listen, I'm, I'm concerned that, that so many people think that being saved is just praying a prayer with their mouth, but it never has any effect on their lives. In other words, it, it, it never really changes their lives. Listen to me, young people. Receiving Jesus Christ, asking Jesus Christ to save you is not just something you do with your mouth and then it doesn't mean anything and then you just go on and just live the same old wicked life that you've always lived and, and, and live the same dirty old way and talk the same dirty old talk and listen to the same dirty old music and, and run around with the same dirty old crowd and all that stuff. Hey, listen, real salvation is life-changing. It's life-changing, young people, from the inside out. In other words, it doesn't start on the outside and work its way in. It starts on the inside and works its way out. When I got saved, man, I was totally different from what I am now. I, 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 I was into rock music. I, in fact, I was in a rock and roll band. I dressed like that. I lived like that. I ran around with that kind of crowd. But listen, I got saved and Jesus Christ changed my life. You say, what happened? Well, the music had to go. Well, what happened? That old crowd had to go. You say, what happened? Hey, boy, the, you know, the cigarettes had to go and, uh, and, and all of that uh, uh, lifestyle. Hey, it had to go. Why? Because, listen, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I challenge you, young people, you that are here, that, that if I were to ask you to raise your hand of who saved, you'd raise your hand. Let me ask you something. Has that salvation changed your life? Has that salvation made a difference in your life? Because if it hasn't, I, I, I really would question that salvation. Now, I'm not trying to make you doubt it. I'm saying it ought to be a reality in your life. Salvation is something real. Jesus comes to live in your heart. And when Jesus, young people, is living in your heart, listen, you can never be the same. You can never be the same. And this man that we read about in the Bible, his life was changed. And he was never the same again. Look at this. It says here, in verse 32, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. In other words, they spoke to his wife. They spoke to his children. They spoke to his servants. They spoke to everybody in his house about being saved. And the Bible says, and he took them the same hour of the night. Speaking of Paul and Silas, these are men that he had beaten. These are men that he had treated cruelly and, and, and hurt them very badly. But now he's saved. And the Bible says he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. Stripes, in other words, from, from, from where he beat them with the whip, you see. He washed them and, and put medicine in in order to heal them. He says, and washed their stripes. And then it says, and was baptized he and all his straightway. So he got saved. And then, listen, the first thing he did was get baptized. Now, listen, young people, he didn't get baptized in order to get saved. He got baptized because he had already gotten saved, you see. 
Once you get saved, the very first thing you ought to do, the very first thing that you're commanded to do from the word of God is to get baptized, you see? And you get baptized and follow the Lord in, in obedience to him. But it also says, not only did he get baptized, but it says, and when he had brought them into his house, he said, meet before them. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that, 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 that he was willing to give, you see? Man, he wasn't stingy and selfish and, and, and just holding on to everything for himself. He said, man, I want to be a blessing to these men. These men have shown me the way of salvation. These men, God has used them to give me the gospel. Man, I want to feed them. I want to be a blessing to them. And listen, young people, when, when Jesus Christ saves you, man, you want to give, you see. You want to be a blessing to others. And this man was just that way. But not only that, it says, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Listen, Jesus Christ brought joy into this man's life. You know, the world is full of sad people. Sad people. I was thinking on my way here. I was listening on the news. This uh, big time country singer, Garth Brooks. How many of you heard of Garth Brooks? Yeah, I, I don't listen to that music, but I heard of Garth Brooks. Big time country and western singer. Man, he's got all the money that, he's got more money than all of us in here could spend. He's got big cars. He's got a big name. He's a big shot. But you know what he was in the news for today? Him and his wife are getting a divorce. And I thought, man, here's a guy that's got all these things, and yet his life is miserable. He's sad. There's no rejoicing in his house today, you see. And, and you know what? The world is full of sad people. And, and, and you know why people are so sad? Listen to me, young people. People are sad because of sin. Sin makes you sad. Sin ruins your life. There's no joy in sin. Oh, there's, a, you know, little temporary pleasures. There's things that make you feel good for a little while. But listen, young people, sin in the long run makes you miserable. It breaks your heart. It breaks the heart of, of, of those who love you. It breaks the heart of God. And here was a sad man. I want you to think just a few verses before this. Here was a man that was getting ready to stab himself and commit suicide. Suicide. Listen, do you know what the number one cause of death for teenagers is today? Suicide. Young people kill themselves. Young people think that they have no hope. Young people uh, feel that it's better to be dead than to live in this world, you see, and be miserable. And yet we see that this man got saved and God gave him joy. Man, he used to cuss and go through his house cussing and, and beating his kids over the head, maybe beating his wife and just an old cussing, drunken jailer. And now he's saved and woohoo, boy, he's praising God, amen. Well, boy, he used to cuss and swear. And instead of that, he's saying, praise God, amen, I'm saved, amen. He's rejoicing in God. God brings joy into our hearts. He brings rejoicing. And listen to me, young people. You will never, ever be truly happy without Jesus Christ as your Savior. 
Did you hear that? You will ne- you can try anything you want in this world, but you will never, ever, ever be truly happy in this life without Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that he is my Savior. And I'm glad that he has brought joy, real joy, into my heart. This man rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Now, I'm through, but listen, young people, let me ask you a question. Are, listen to me, are, then don't raise your hand and don't speak out, but I want you to think about this question. Are you saved? Listen to me. I didn't ask you, are you a church member? I didn't ask you, are you a nice person? I'm asking you, are you saved? In other words, if you died right now, are you 100% sure that you would go to heaven? Now listen to me. This man got it settled. He got saved. And what I want you to do is, if you could not answer that question, yes, I want you to get it settled today, right now. You see, the Bible says today, God says today, if you hear my voice, harden not your heart. In other words, don't say, well, I got plenty of time. I'll, I'll take care of that later. Or, 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 or don't say, well, you know, uh, I, I've got my religion, you know, or, or I've got my opinion about this thing, and, and I just don't see it that way. No, God said, today, if you hear my voice, he says, harden not your heart. In other words, open your heart. Receive Jesus Christ into your heart as your Savior. And God will save you. Let's bow our heads. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. No one looking around. How many of you this morning could honestly say before God, Brother McCoy, I know that I'm saved. I know it without a doubt. I know it. I know it. If I were to die right now, I know that I'm saved for real. Could you just slip your hand up if you know it? If you know it. Now, don't lie because God knows, doesn't he? If you hold your hand up and, and you're not telling the truth, God knows you're lying and, and you're just sinning more and more, you see. You say, I know for sure that I'm going to heaven when I die. Hold it up for a second. I know for sure. All right, put your hand down. How many of you, and nobody looking around, how many of you who, who couldn't raise your hand, you say, Brother McCoy, I'm not 100% sure about that. I would like to be. I would like to be. Would you put your hand up? I'm not 100% sure about going to heaven, but I'd like to be. But I'd like to be. Put your hand Put your hand up. Put your hand up. All right. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Dear Father, I thank you for these young people who raise their hands. And I pray, Father, that today, right now, that we'll see all of them get saved and come to know you as their Savior. In Jesus' name. I want you to meet me down here. You, you raise your hand and say, I'm not saved. I need to get saved. And don't you just come because other people are coming. No, right there. I want you to meet me right there. Don't you just get up because other people are getting up. Don't you just come because other people are coming. You say, Brother McCoy, I need to be saved. I'm like that jailer. 
I'm concerned about my soul. I'm concerned about salvation. I want to be saved. Shh, nobody talking. Nobody talking. I need to be saved.